tonight on a very special Quest Friends. and welcome to a very special episode of Quest Friends. Today, I'm your GM, Hallie, and we'll be playing the School Days role-playing game by Tracy Barnett. This is set in a high school setting, so I will get to our specific high school setting in a second. But first, our players. Well, first is me. I'm the GM, or the administrator, as the School Days role-playing system refers to the GM. Uh, Hallie, my pronouns are she, her. Hello, I am Ari. My pronouns are also she, her. I am Tom. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Emily. My pronouns are she, they. And I'm cool kid, the bad boy, the person who hangs out in the back of class and doesn't answer until everyone else has first. I'm Kyle. He, you him. You have never been that person in your entire life. I'm so cool. This is, they always, high school is a chance to reinvent yourself. And I'm reinventing myself as someone who doesn't care for anything that matters. Wow. Because I'm so cool. Good for you, man. You you go. You can call me K-Dex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, way, way back in the 1980s, secret government employees dug up famous guys and ladies and made amusing genetic copies. Those genetic copies are in high school now and go to Clone High. That is the summary of Clone High. I took the first four lines of the of the theme song to explain the premise to anybody not familiar with Clone High. Commit to it. Get the whole thing. Whole thing. I can't. I can't do the high. The next line is these clones are sexy teens now. <laughs> I can't do the whole I can't do the whole song. But the four lines are such a good summary of what this is gonna be about. So our players are to introduce themselves, but four such clones who go to Clone High are same order we did the name. So Ari's up first. Oh no! Wow, oh, I God. played myself by doing this. <laughs> you played okay. yourself. I played myself. <laughs> I am playing Gaius Plinius Secundus, better known as Pliny the Elder, who was a Roman guy who wrote a lot of medicinal cures and died in Pompeii. That's all you need to know for now. Oh, and Pliny is he, him, right? Oh, yeah, he, him. Yep. I am playing Queen Zenobia, the one-time ruler of the briefly-lived Palmyrene Empire before it got folded back up into the Romans and Queen Bee of this school now. Her pronouns are she, her. I am playing Marcel Duchamp. He is an artist, and I specifically told myself that I had to be very careful because I could go very deep into the Dada art movement, but basically it's like it he's an artist. <laughs> I'm really excited about art history and I'm trying not to talk about it. <laughs> no, please do. Go ahead. Give us one highlight of Marcel Duchamp's career. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the highlight of his career was his like most famous type of art was called ready-mades and they were like objects that he brought into a gallery and installed so the one 
people probably think of is Duchamp's fountain. Oh, yeah. Which is just a urinal that he put on its side and painted our mutt on. And so the Dada art movement is like all about moving away from traditional art. And he was all about like intellectual experience rather than emotional with art. It's some interesting stuff. And uh, his pronouns are he, him. Interesting art. But not the truest form of art. That wasn't the voice. God damn it. Orson Welles, he, him, might just be the greatest filmmaker of all time, creating the masterpiece Citizen Kane, which was recently erroneously usurped by Paddington 2. I am taking the role of his heir, the greatest er <laughs> filmmaker of all time. You can call me Wells. Great. Awesome. So these are our four clones at Clone High. And where at Clone High do these four clones find themselves on a Tuesday morning, approximately third period? They find themselves at the Industrial Arts Fair. Yes. The Industrial Arts Fair is a big event for the school. It's like if the 1893 Chicago World's Fair was in a gym. Opening day was yesterday, and today is Tuesday, and this event is supposed to go all week long. And it's supposed to showcase student clubs and activities, allow you to socialize with your peers, and the best part is that because this is going on all week, you don't have to go to class. Instead, you have this, like, cool, permanent science fair slash fun fair-esque event where you can all just hang out and get to show off your cool exhibits and any uh, activities or clubs you're a part of. So I know that we've already done the rounds of people saying things like four times, but we're going to do it again because now that I've told you all where you're at, what's everybody doing at the Industrial Arts Fair? So obviously Zenobia is here promoting the good work of the student council, making sure that everyone's having fun at the Industrial Arts Fair, making sure that everything's going according to plan. Everybody's got the snacks, shaking lots of hands, mentioning everyone, oh, be sure to vote in the upcoming student council election. I mean, I can't tell you who you should vote for, but, you know, wink, wink. We have fun here. <laughs> Zenobia, could you turn just your head a little bit, a little bit this way? Hmm? What's that, Wells? Your form is perfect, but I need to see the glowing expression you're giving everyone. Well, if you insist. And she'll turn and do, like, a pose, like, one leg up, two hands clapped together, like... Like an anime character mid-jump. And Wells frames it perfectly behind an even bigger masterpiece, like wall mural, like you have in churches, like most stained glass. A giant stained glass mirror of her making that exact same pose. <laughs> because I'm doing the thing I'm always doing. I am running around taking videos of every prominent school member I can. My attempt is, as always, to create the better version of Citizen Kane. And so I've been hunting around, trying to find my Charlie Kane. Better version of Citizen Kane has already been created. Its name is Paddington. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> out of my school! That was a random character who said that because Marcel didn't say that. He is too busy with his other club members. And they are all doing very odd poses. They're dressed in tinfoil and they're not speaking or moving. 
This is one of their many displays during this fair. My club is the Dada Art Club. It is better than the regular art club, and it stands for Dudes Against Dull Art. <laughs> and we're very cool in our tinfoil. Marcel will be robbing the fair later, but not today. Robbing the fair? Like for art? Just for random things. Like <laughs> Just for stuff. If somebody has, you know, a really cool lamp or a table that he could put upside down and write on or like, I don't know, a pen that he could stand straight up on a desk. You could probably find all those things here. Yeah, but not yet. Not yet. Fleety, meanwhile, is in a little bit of a kind of secluded area of this fair with this other clone called Didius Julianus <laughs> that seems to be having a t really terrible case of the hiccups. And Fleeny is kind of doing that like cinematography thing that you do with like the um, square thing, you know? I'm doing it, but I don't know how to represent it in podcast form, but the square. With your hands, with your fingers and L's. The L things. Yeah. In front of him and then in front of this random horseshoe that is hung in the wall next to it. And be like, okay, okay, see. What you have to do, not right now, right now it doesn't help, right now I really can't do anything for you, but next time that you have the hiccups, you have to remember where that horseshoe is exactly, it's precisely in this corner, secluded in this, you cannot tell anybody, not everybody can tell about it, but next time you have the hiccups, if you focus on where that horseshoe is, I guarantee that your hiccups will go away immediately, it's a thousand percent reliable cure, plenty verified. Do I, do I get to take the horseshoe? No, 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 the horseshoe has to stay there because otherwise if you move it on a place then after when you have the hiccups again it won't be on that same place and you will still have the hiccups. It has to remain but, here. But, 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 so, so I just remember that it's here? Yes, ex precisely. You are such a good student, Didius. You precisely have to do that. Remember that this horseshoe is here in your dire time of need. Okay. <laughs> okay, you got <laughs> he wanders off, hiccuping and like jumping in time cartoonishly with each of his hiccup. Ah, another satisfied customer. So everybody's having a great time at this industrial arts fair, and there is a stage in the middle of the gym. And um, Principal Scudworth, the principal of Clone High, takes the stage and taps on the mic, and it makes that really annoying, like, sound that a microphone makes, and he's like, Attention, student body of Clone High! I hope everyone is having a lovely time at the Industrial Arts Fair. I'd like to once again thank the PTO and the Secret Board of Shadowy Figures for their support in allowing me to keep this event open to show some people that I'm the best principal ever, and I can throw an engaging and wholesome educational adventure for my students. However, he unfurls a newspaper. It has come to my attention that amidst the swath of positive reviews at this event, one miserable little curmudgeon has left a negative review, and, per the conditions of my bet with Chad Stavos, <laughs> I must now cancel the Industrial Arts Fair. Everybody, pack it up! He said one bad review, and oh, Scudsy, Scudsworth, you have to cancel it! He with his jet black hair and winning smile just wins everything, doesn't he? Just like my little silver platter handed to Chad Stavos! I have to cancel the fair, everyone has to go back to class, you know what, take this lesson! Life is a journey of hopeless endeavors, that is, that is the lesson I pass on to you, the cloned youths of today! And you know what, why 
Zenobia is already like running up onto the stage to be like, well, thank you so much for that encouraging message, Principal Scudworth. Um, everyone, let, let's work together to get everything cleaned up for now, and uh, there will be future announcements from school administration and the student council about events coming up. Whoa! 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 You wish to display our creative talents to the world. Whoa! The boys of the Dada Club <laughs> howl in unison. You know, Mr. Principal, I heard that if you plunge your hands in hot water, you will get a little bit less angry. So you should really try it. But you should add some some cinnamon in it first. Principal Scudworth is having a full-on breakdown now and is like rolling around on the stage in tears. And he's like, are my tears hot enough? Not as hot as John Stamos! And as we look over to Scudworth, we can just see Wells arm in arm with him sobbing deeply as well because he also know I also know the trauma of a single bad review <laughs> oh my sweet Orson Welles have you also been single-handedly undone by mate today call me Wells it's cooler it is cooler <laughs> 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 Unless someone tracks down this mate today to make them retract their negative review, I've lost the bet with John Stamos! <laughs> so Zenobia is watching all of this, like, with, you know how you, you clap your fingers together in, like, a triangle, like, under your chin, like, uh, Principal Scudworth, uh, just a quick question. Uh, is, is a bet with John Stamos actually really binding for the school? I mean, I feel like we can probably get away with letting the event go on. I mean, who even posts reviews in newspapers anymore? The PTO! And he unfurls the newspaper again, and you see a lot of, like, signed by, like, parents that you recognize. Everybody's got foster parents at Clone High, uh, who are randos. And the one at the bottom just says, this fair sucks, signed Maitanay. And he says, I signed the contract! I even got it notarized! It's done. Uh, mm. Stamos. Okay. Okay. Why don't we um? Why don't we get you back to the the teacher lounge, Principal Scudworth, and then um uh, leave it up to the student council. We'll make sure that this is a one hundred percent five star review, guaranteed. He grasps your shoulders and says, "Zenobia, comma queen, you would do that?" Uh, yeah, yeah. If if it means. Not canceling prom or student election, but you know, student council election. It's, it's kind of an important thing for the school as a whole. I, I think it's kind of important that we that we keep the school functioning as it should, right? As as a place of learning for all students. A place of learning for all students. That's what I told Stamos. Queen slash Zenobia. Zenobia, comma queen. I don't have a vote, but if I did, you would have it. I know, Principal Scudworth. I know. <laughs> he throws his arm over his over his face and just like, ah, ha, ha, Mr. Butler Tron! And he calls for the vice principal, Mr. Butler Tron, who is a robot who wears a sweater vest. <laughs> These are real characters from the show I stole. 
Zenobia is going to yank Wells off the floor, drag him down amidst the band of students and just say, all right, all right, gather round, nerds, gather round. Yep, you too, Plenty. Yep, you too, Marcel. Come on, get in here. So um, when I said the student council would resolve this, what I actually meant was I'm getting you nerds to help me out with this because you're all such good friends. And also, I can't really be certain of where everyone's loyalties lie in in the wake of everything, you know? We just haven't, we haven't had those conversations yet. But you guys know I can rely on you. My loyalty is with less governmental oversight. Do you want to save your industrial arts fair or not, Marcel? <sighs> yes. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to track down this matinee. We're going to ask them very politely to maybe reconsider their review. Maybe it was a little bit hasty because the event's not over yet. Ask them why they put it in a newspaper instead of, I don't know, literally any other medium. Newspapers are one of the most powerful mediums for getting your message across. Second only to film. That's nice. I disagree. I would say that I think scrolls are the way to go. Scrolls and a, and a, and a quill are the best way to get information sent. Okay. The internet. It's the future. Thank you. Thank you, Marcel. I can't. Thank you. I know not of this internet that you speak. My parents only gave me a flip phone. (laughs) I listen to music on an iPod shuffle. (laughs) Do you know the last time they made an iPod shuffle? Not yet. I don't because I don't have access to the internet. <laughs> this is a good point. I should I should start uh, thinking about the medical properties of things that lie between nets. That is something that I have not thought about. So thank you for that information. Something oh between boy. the nets. Look, it's just it's very important that we as a group come together and do this because that's what that's what our time here at Clone High is all about. You know, plucky adventures. Saving the Industrial Arts Fair, along with all other student activities for the rest of the year. Uh, Not letting Aurelian solve it first. uh, And just being really good friends. And make sure that people are as healthy as they can be. Which, it's only possible with items from the Industrial Arts Fair. Now Aurelian, now that's someone to talk to. You know I asked him to be in my remake of Citizen Kane. Kane with an exclamation point. I thought he would make the perfect Charlie Kane and really capture that tortured, powerful soul. Sorry, I was just rewatching the movie that I have yet to make in my mind. I think it is a how, how you say a ten out of ten. Okay. So what I need everyone to do is I'm going to quickly. I'm going to quickly text the girls from my club to see if they know, because this is, this is what, this is a parent, presumably? Is this a real name? Zenobia is like trying to look at this newspaper and see like, what, what is this even supposed to be? Like, are these reviews from parents, from students? What's going on here? Um, some of them are from parents, some of them are from students, some of them are from like actual media people in the community. It was like an opening day thing. So it's like opening okay. day of the industrial arts fair. Okay. We need to figure out if we have ever heard of anyone here who has this name or a name kind of like it. And we're just we're just going to use our different non-intersecting social spheres to figure out uh, to, to reach as many people as possible. I don't have a social sphere. So I'm, I'm going to go text the girls. You guys get in touch with everyone, you know, and we're, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll just find who they are. And we'll meet back here in like uh, a few minutes. 
Perfect, perfect. You know, I think Aurelian would be very helpful for this. I know you don't no, want to, no. you know, <clears throat> do you do you have his number? I'm I'm happy to call Zobia grabs you by the scruff of your fucking shirt, drags you into her face and says, You're gonna cut that shit out right now. Right now. Don't you speak his name here. We're not talking to him. If you see Aurelian in the hallway, you, you walk the other fucking way, okay? We clear on that? Hmm? Can we do an opposing role here? You absolutely can. I was just about to ask if you wanted to. Because I don't know if I want to be intimidated by this or not. Okay, yeah. So I forgot to explain the rules of this game when I introduced (laughs) it at the beginning. The rules are you use a d6 and you roll. And if it's a five or a six, you do the thing. Your roles are modified. Um, Every character has ranks in a bunch of different stats, like bank, meaning you're rich, or pranks, meaning you're good at playing pranks. There are a lot of other ank words that you can be good at, and they will usually modify your role by a plus one or a minus one, depending on if you're good or bad. I think during character creation, you have to choose one that you're bad at. I think we're good and bad. Like, both of them, all of them can be good or bad, depending on the situation. Oh, they each come with a good and bad. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, like, my Frank, I'm to the point, so I can blunder because I'm being too blunt. You've got no filter. Yeah, but sometimes being blunt can be helpful. It is not in this case. I have been grabbed by the scruff of my neck, but you know. It is not. So basically, you're each just going to roll a d6. And let me look at your character sheets. Well, I was going to argue that my rank would come into play here. Yeah. My my competitive nature. You know what? Sure. You want to do that? I got rank two, baby. I'm making the greatest. All right, but do you but do you actually feel competitive about this? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I really just want Aurelian's phone number. He seems super cool. And he'll, like, help me with my movie. You know, he came just like Charlie. Aurelian came from the foster system, too. We all fucking did, Wells, you asshole. All right, do we want to roll? Okay, so you're getting no modifications to your roll, and Tom's getting a plus one. So that's a three from me. That's a six, baby! Oh, Oh, man. Motherfucker. Zenobia, how do you... How do you... How does Orson Welles uh, avoid being intimidated by Zenobia? We just continue the conversation where I'm like, he's <laughs> in the foster system. And we all are. It's like, yes, I, I don't see what that has to do with anything. You know what? I just realized we don't have any fucking time for this. So I'm just going to just take a deep breath and sweep her hair back into place and say, all right. All right. Just we'll talk about that later. But first... I need you to reach out to any other film nerds or people who you enjoy spending time with who are not Aurelian and ask if they know someone with a name like this. Can you do that for me, Wells? Well, I never said I wouldn't do that. Thank you. And Zenobia is like furiously texting now to see if anyone knows who the fuck this is. What was the name again? Maytine. 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 Yeah. God. It's the most Phoenix right. <laughs> I'm so glad this is another world in which pun names are perfect. <laughs> As Zenobia is typing, Wells just slowly leans over. So is that a maybe on the phone number? She's going to like turn around slowly and it's like this shadows over eyes, eyes wild, like scary look. And then a maybe. I also need to text. Who are you texting? Well, I have to unblock his number first and sigh hard. 
Because you know who leaves bad reviews in the newspaper? My ex! Uh, Marcel, as you fire off your text, you hear a little ding, like somebody receiving a text on their phone, and you turn around and William Apollinaire is right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, Marcel. Ça va? Ça va mal! You dumped me! Again. I did, I did. You have some, how we say, personal work to work through. <laughs> You're... Uh, it's just revenge for when I dumped you and I said that. Perhaps. Who can say? <laughs> Certainly not to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the extended pause before the French laughter. You pause to take a long drag of an imaginary cigarette that was not announced to the audience, so they had no way of... <laughs> no, that's right! He's, I didn't say it! For the listeners at home, I'm pretending to smoke a cigarette between two fingers because that is what Guillaume Apollinaire is doing. He's smoking in high school because it's cool. Disclaimer, smoking is not actually cool, kids. Smoking is not actually cool, but we, um, don't, don't smoke in high school. Uh, uh. <laughs> in high school specifically. I mean, I mean ever, but like, it's different telling an adult not to live their life the way they want to than telling a child in high school not to do the thing. Anyway, anyway, he'll say, it was me who was in charge of the reviews for the newspaper. I received the review sent anonymously, and then I published it like any responsible journalist. Journalist. Okay, but you probably know, because you know things, I guess. I know everything. And what on earth are you talking about this ethical journalism? Everything. Ethics has no place in our newsroom, and you know that! He knows it. Ethics. Fancy words for I cannot do whatever I want all the time. And this time I wanted to do what I wanted to do, which was publish this review. It is good to have a variety of opinions, no? And everyone was raving about the industrial arts fair. The magnifique, as the reviews said. The fantastique, as the reviews said. No. Someone was brave enough to say, this is all fake. There is no, turns pointedly to Marcel. Real art here. <sighs> Marcel is just beside himself, making little upset noises, but not quite able to get any words out. He's fuming. You do not pull off the tin foils the way you once did. <laughs> I'm not supposed to look beautiful? That is not a qualification for true art and you wouldn't know true art if it looked you in the face like it's doing right now <laughs> art is not about being beautiful you sound like oscar wilde but the opposite that is just as aggravating <laughs> you are very aggravating i do not know why i came over here but listen listen i have a tip about the matinee i wanted to see the review published and i saw it published but I do not wish the fail to actually close down. I did not know about this bet with Monsieur Stamos. And so I can tell you, and he takes out a manila envelope. That's how you say that word. Manila, not manila, the way that I say it and people make fun of me for. Manila envelope. 
I have never heard you say it that way before. I've never heard you say the word Manila. It's I. It doesn't come up in conversation much with you guys. With other people at work, it does, and then I get made fun of. <laughs> so it's Manila, and I really have to think about that. The way I have to think about not turning an accent into an Italian one. So, uh, so uh, Guillaume Apollinaire. He's gonna hand it to Marcel, and then he moves it to the side and hands it to Zenobia. This is like the kind they have in the main office, the one next to the teacher's lounge. You can start there. Thank you so much for your help, Guillaume. And remember, vote Zenobia. You are welcome to Rien. You just think you're cool, but you're not. I know that I am cool, Marcel. Remember, I know everything. For instance, I knew you still had my number. I didn't. <laughs> then you asked someone for it? I know everything, too, and so it came to me in a glorious stream of art. You were dreaming about my phone number for art. <laughs> Someone's not over me, but how could you be? Uh, well, I, um, I'm gonna go in a corner. Maybe start something on fire, but mostly just cry. Zenobia's gonna go up and, like, pat Marcel's shoulders and, like, lead him away, like, Come on, Marcel. There's dignity in knowing when to back off. You'll get him next time, though. Don't worry. Au revoir, Marcel. And Guillaume will walk away, leaving the four of you alone again. As he's walking away, Flynn is just going to, like, chuck a bottle of, like, a liquid that it seems like it has wine, but it has other, probably, stuff in it, too. And it's gonna be like, in case you have any respiratory problems due to that smoke at some point, make sure to drink this. Don't question too much what's in it, but if you are really interested and it runs out, you can ask me and I can give you the details. Just, like, chuck a bottle that's just rolling towards him as he is walking away. Just yeet a bottle across the Just yeeting a <laughs> Uh, Guillaume reaches out his hand and catches the bottle without turning around. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and then says, Merci beaucoup. I do like a fine wine. Underage drinking is cool. Underage drinking is not cool. Don't do it. And we see just stars in Wells' eyes and he whispers to himself, Have I found my Charlie Kane? <laughs> No. And he just runs off from the group, chasing after okay. this teen. <laughs> this cool teen. Going, have you considered acting before? I can make you a star, the greater star of all time. And yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone with him. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Don't worry about Marcel. I understand probably better than you imagine what it's like to have someone in your life who's just... So fucking infuriating. He just is so cool all the time. He knows exactly what to say to everyone. And if he sees you, he makes some witty, dumb comment. And then you're thinking, well, yeah, fuck you too, buddy. And then everyone, everyone all, all of his friends think, oh, wow, that wasn't a very good comeback. But you just need to know when to make a tactical retreat. Sometimes you have to pretend to surrender so that you can, you know, Get him again when they're halfway across the world, you know? Oh no, I fully surrendered. <laughs> His eyes are so beautiful. <laughs> so cruel. She'll pat your shoulder again and say, yeah, you, you got it bad. I'm gonna go steal a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you steal that toilet. 
I'm going to go to the administrative office. Plenty, come on. Flinny was already heading to the administrative office. <laughs> so. I'm excited for one of those like background gags where we just see one of the other characters walking past a bathroom and we just see Marcel with a crowbar. <laughs> just crying as he's prying it off. <laughs> That's what's happening in a main episode of Clone High right now. That's happening separate of this event. Fucking yes. Abe Lincoln just walks by. Just sobbing, whacking the toilet with a wrench. He's not even trying to unscrew it. Take a walk down the river tonight With a lot that's on my mind There's some things I could say to you now But it's better I stay quiet Better life, better days What's up everybody? Thanks for listening to my GM'd One Shot Run with the School Days system by Tracy Barnett and played by all of the Quest Friends cast, based heavily, entirely, and unabashedly off of Clone High. It is, in fact, just a Clone High episode, so I hope you're enjoying our quote-unquote adaptation. Anyway, it's Valentine's Day, and to celebrate, we've got Jacques and Misha stuff all over the place. There is a Zosha image on our brand new Instagram account, which Mandy, our official artist, is running. That brand new Instagram account is Quest Friends Podcast. All one word, because that's how Instagram works, so I've been told if you want to look that up. We've also added a Zosha design to our merch store. You can buy it now or participate in our giveaway, where we're giving away two shirts, and there will be a post about Zosha on Twitter or Tumblr, and you'll have to retweet or reblog the post on your chosen platform, uh, commenting with your favorite Shock and Misha moment to enter. The winners will be chosen in two weeks on Sunday, February 27th. Two days, uh, two days. It's it's actually two days. I forgot to tell Hallie that I switched it to two days. So we'll actually be choosing the winners of that giveaway on the morning of Thursday, February 17th. So if you're interested in submitting, you're going to want to make sure to find one of those posts and reblog or retweet it sometime in the next two days. Those posts should be up sometime around morning USA time on Monday. Likely after a lot of you have already listened to this. School Days Part 2 will release on Monday, February 28th. But if you would like additional stuff before then, you can find loads of content at patreon.com slash questfriends. Uh, stories, artwork, behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, that kind of thing. So, for instance, Patreon backers have gotten video outtakes from Mission Accomplished and a short story where Hopper tries his best to have a nice Valentine's Day. So if you're rooting for my boy, that's a good one to read. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Uh, we will cut back to the action and the drama now. Now I must break away now. Now I must break away now. Now I must break away. All right, so we have we have Pliny and Zenobia going to the administrative office. Orson, sorry, Wells, Wells ran after Guillaume and Marcel's going to go whack a toilet with a wrench. Since we're splitting the party, I'm just going to go in an order. I'm sorry, Hallie. <laughs> That's, I expected this, honestly. Listen, we're imitating a TV show. You, you have your A plot and your B plot. <laughs> honestly, this feels like it's working out exactly as it should. Don't 
worry about how it's working out. Uh, so, so I'm going to handle the administrative office first. Zenobia and Pliny, you walk into the administrative office, and when the door like sounds or whatever, Mister Buttertron emerges from one of the offices in the back and goes, "It is so nice to see you, Wesley." Hello, Mister Buttertron, and then whispering to Pliny, "Remember." Good cop, bad cop routine. <laughs> who is the good cop and who is the bad cop in this situation, Sonovia, comma, queen? I'll be good cop, you be bad cop. Unless you feel like it, it should be the other way around, because I'm willing to work with you on that. But it feels like your cures just have this sort of, mm-hmm, them, you know? Oh, they're, they're, they're certainly 100% efficient cures that are the best feels. I think I get what you mean. I have never been a good Praetorian, bad Praetorian, so this is going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Mr. Butlertron, I was just doing a little bit of bookkeeping for the student council here, and Pliny was helping me, and we couldn't help but notice something odd. We think someone might have removed some school supplies from the office. Have you ever seen um, this manila envelope before? Was this, did this belong to someone specific here in the office? He'll take the manila envelope in his little claw hands and go, Why, yes, we have these envelopes all over, Wesley. Do you know if this specific manila envelope, though, was used by anyone in particular? Just, you know, out of curiosity, just to make sure it gets back to who it's supposed to. I just want to make sure that everything's moving smoothly, you know? Is it lost? Oh, I think you could say that. It, it, it probably should not have been where we found it. I would hate for a student to be missing a manila envelope, Wesley. Especially because so many asked for them last week. I, I, I'm sorry, what? You students and your manila envelopes. What will the next fad be? What, what were people checking out manila envelopes for, exactly? I didn't ask. Plenty, Plenty, did you know anything about manila envelopes? Uh... This is the first I've heard of it. I haven't registered any uses of manila envelopes for any of the different diseases, although I would think that they will probably be really helpful with headaches if they are applied with a little bit of gallbladder of pig on top of the head, but... And he's gonna turn to the robot and be like, But if you don't tell us all of the information, you know, I, as the design bad guard of this group of two, will make sure you have a bad situation. And because you are a robot, I do not have any cures for you. So you would be in a dire, dire situation. I think I did a good job, Zenobia, comma, queen. Mm-hmm. Are you threatening the vice principal, Wesley? No, 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 no. I, I think, I, I think maybe Plenty just misspoke there a little bit. We, we got a little overexcited trying to look for this Manila envelope. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Do you want more Manila envelopes? And he's just like, he's throwing Manila envelopes your way now. Plenty will try to pick some and store them for future medicinal purposes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Mr. Butlertron. Quick question, was there anyone else passing out the manila envelopes, or was it just you and the students? Passing out, passing out. No, but I remember the three students who asked for the envelopes. Oh, who were they? They were Pliny the Younger, William Randolph Hearst, and 
Aurelian. The manila envelope is just going to rip a little bit in Zenobia's hands. <laughs> also in Pliny's hands when he hears that the other Pliny, the lesser Pliny, is involved <laughs> somehow in this plot over here. Well, thank you so much for your help. We'll be sure to get in touch with them and make sure that they didn't lose this. Uh, see you later, Mr. Butlertron. And watch your back! Trying to be intimidating. <laughs> okay. And he's turning in circles. He's like, I can do that because I am a robot. Wesley. <laughs> I'm probably going to cut to Kyle next, but is there somewhere you want to go? <sighs> Let's find Hurst. I've hopefully the lesser Pliny is with him because I have some words to tell him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll only need to interact with those two. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. There is also Aurelian in the mix, wasn't it, Zenobia Coma Queen? I think you forgot that name when you mentioned your list. Maybe Aurelian will be with them. She's just going to slam her <laughs> fist into the wall. Like, let's just go find Hurst and Pliny. The other Pliny. <laughs> and with that, Kyle, where are you on your way to? Where's Wells? So... After discussing things with who may be my new Charlie Kane, I don't know if he accepted or not. I will think about it. I am flat-tailed, was the response. Well, then over the moon, because that's better than a black eye, so it's better than Aurelian's response. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go down to my, my newspaper room with the giant printing press and just, I want to do a news report on this. This is sensational new news. No, news! It, it is news this time! Uh, I know how to make the news. You do know how to make the news. So what are you- what's your goal here? So I first pull up my casting call, and then I put that to the side. Now is not the time for that. Okay. As we do, we have the little, like, ripple effect- Flashback to a time where I had a little, like, tape recorder from the 80s. And I'm talking to a bunch of people back to back. But in this one, I'm talking to the principal, Scudworth. And I say, Principal Scudworth, what are your thoughts on Paddington? The bear? The bear, yes. Oh, I love that bear. He's so wonderful. He's so polite and charming. My hand shakes and the cassette tape just cracks underneath it. <laughs> and I reach down and I pull out another one and I click the record button and I say... <laughs> What was the name of that bear? Paddington! Like the station! That's where his new family found him! I cried! Mr. Butlertron did too! It was our movie night last Friday! Thank you, that will be all! And as we ripple back out of that, a single tear going down Wells' cheek as he remembers, he puts down a newspaper. The headline is, quote, Paddington dot 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 left a bad review for the Industrial Arts Fair. <laughs> Quoted from Principal Scudward. <laughs> We've blown the cover wide open. We've proven it all. And it's a bunch of things like that, where it is quotes where I have taken prepositions and put them in the brackets, but maybe had them reference things that weren't technically true. And it's full of that thing where, you know, you take a quote, but then you do a dot, dot, dot to show that there were other parts of the quote missing to just compile together this mishmash of things. 
I just have like a dozen tape recorders that I'm just going through and piecing together. I almost threw up a little bit in my mouth. I was laughing so hard, Kyle. (laughs) Okay, as you're putting this masterpiece together, a very tired-looking high school-aged William Randolph Hearst enters the room and goes, What's all this about, Wells? No, no. And that's where we're cutting from your scene. Let's go to Marcel. Marcel, how what are how's how's the toilets going? Not well because I'm still just hitting it with the wrench. You're not like using it constructively at all. You're just banging it, hoping that something will happen while crying, sobbing. <laughs> not even hard, just like tink, just tink. yeah, slow upset <laughs> wax on the toilet with the wrench. He's like crouched on the bathroom floor hitting it and he's still got his foil outfit with his foil hat and he's having a time god bless all right um while you're in the bathroom abe lincoln comes in and (laughs) i don't know who i expected to come in but i don't think it was abe lincoln neither did i he wasn't supposed to be in this session (laughs) so abe walks in and um is like, whoa, Marcel, this is the uh this is the uh third time this month. Are you having breakup troubles again? Maybe <sighs> he does a deep sigh and then sits down next to you and like pulls his knees up to his chest and is just gonna hang out with you. And he's like, Cleo and I broke up again. She likes the weekends with JFK. And then she likes me during the school week. And, you know, I'm not sure if that's okay anymore. <laughs> it's not okay. If you're gonna be with someone, they should love you as much as you love them. It's like art, you know? My whole thing is about art being for the mind and an and, and intellectual thing. And that's all fine and good, but, but, but I feel the love for that idea in my heart. Everything comes from the heart, and so when someone goes for the heart, it destroys everything. It destroys everything. You've made Abe cry. (laughs) (laughs) The foil crinkles as I pat his knee. (laughs) He does that really soft cry that people do on Clone High. It's like, (laughs) what a pair are we? (laughs) (laughs) I know. But why? Why did you and Guillaume break up? He's so cool, Marcel. I know. Well, I didn't dump him this time. So I can't even be like, it's not you, it's me. In a way that's, you know, kind of cool. It's just like a he was like, it's not me, it's you. And it was justified. (laughs) That's what Cleo says every Friday. (laughs) And it's like, you break up and then you get back together. Then you break up and one dumps the other and then the other dumps the other. And it's just hot and cold and... And and I I like consistent weather. 
I don't like the hot and cold. Like when you when you do things like walk around outside with a metal frying pan and then all of a sudden it gets cold. It sticks to your hands. Or when you're wearing foil and it gets hot, then you're really hot. It's like you just want the weather to be the same weather. He has such beautiful eyes. <laughs> same weather. Marcel, that's so deep. <laughs> Thank you, I know. Maybe that's what I need to tell Cleo. I need the same weather, Cleo, because that's what I deserve. You do, you do deserve the same weather. And if Cleo can't give you that, then you need to move on to someone who can. Just like I will never move on from this man. <laughs> yeah, I just have to show Cleo. I'm worth dating on the weekends. You are. <laughs> You're worth dating all the time. Marcel, Marcel, you've helped me so much. Do you want someone to show you how to use a wrench properly? No, I know how to use it. It's just that I have a lot of feelings. I get that. And then he pulls a wrench out of his back pocket <laughs> and starts whacking the toilet the same way that you are going. <laughs> and that's you. Okay, no. We've got this. We're gonna, we're gonna reclaim our... Our, our weather. We're going to reclaim our weather. Because we deserve it. <laughs> Marcel scrambles to his feet. The foil crinkling slips a little, but he catches himself. And he's, he's ready to do useful things. Next time on A Very Special Quest, Friends. Marcel finds himself with a new je ne sais quoi after his toilet side chat with Abe. Pliny gives some more weird medical advice. Wells continues to make a movie nobody cares about. And Zenobia finally talks to Aurelian. Yeah, we know that's the shit you care about. case let me try my get my character voice quickly paddington i don't have a character voice so i almost have a character voice i'm gonna come up with it on the fly orson wells i'm like i need to speak like there's a ball in my mouth like just a just a wide mouth like this for orson wells <laughs> just deep in the my voice i'm 14 years old actually <laughs> <laughs> fuck because I'm so cool. Can I still date you now? You can call me K-Dex. Well, that answers your question. I can't date you. <laughs>
<laughs> we're breaking up. Which was my actual nickname in high school. No. I was told it was too cool for me. Okay, Dex. Oh, that's just like like the guy in Paddington too. You the, the, I was the lead about this. to say. The JD or whatever his name is. Don't you dare talk about that movie in my presence. <laughs> but K-Dex just sounds... Don't you dare speak its name. Like a famous duelist. Like a famous Yu-Gi-Oh duelist. I'm K-Dex. I'm K-Dex. K-Dex would be one of those asshole duelists who wears, like, their deck on their chest in, like, this elaborate machine that, God, like, yes. mechanical arms a card out into their hand. I fucking love it. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> oh, should we change our Zoom names to our character names at some point? Oh, go for oh, it. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, we should. Let me fucking go. I don't know how to do... Okay, here we go. Oh, God. Wait. <laughs> I like I, I like that Tom has Queen after Zenobia. I know. That's not like a like a last name. Zenobia Queen. That's because it is. I don't know that it will come up in the session, but that was intentional. It was a clerical error where it was like Zenobia, comma, Queen. God, I love it. On the clone records. But someone omitted the comma, so her legal name was just entered as Zenobia Queen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I know who leaves bad reviews in the newspaper. I run the school newspaper. Wait, you run the school? Couldn't you just tell us who it is? Just tell you? Could I just tell you? D does Citizen Kane start with a, a saccharine monologue about Rosebud and the meaning of Rosebud? Does it does it open up with a little a little thing showing a boy and his sled and says this is rosebud this is what is important to me no because that has a sense of pacing you are very aggravating i do not know what i came over here but listen listen je ne suis pas italien <laughs> je suis français <laughs> I, I i want to to say that as uh, they were having this conversation and Guillaume was having his cigarette and all of the smoke, Pliny just like slowly inched away from it because he just, <laughs> for some reason, doesn't like to be around a lot of smoke. Remember, good cop, bad cop routine. I'll be good cop, you be bad cop. Okay, I, I, I can try to be a bad cop with good medicinal cures. Except for Mr. Butler trying to be there, the rest of this art <laughs> is continuing to spin. <laughs> spinning in circles. Like, does he have a neck? Hang on. <laughs> hang on. He's spinning his entire body in circles. So what he said doesn't actually uh, match up with what he did, but that was the, he does not have a neck. Okay, perfect. Glad that he's going to be there. For the rest of time. I'm going to send a picture of Mr. Butler drawing. We're going to have to message the people making the Clone High reboot being like, listen, we're so sorry, but Mr. Butler Tron has to just spin in place <laughs> for every episode. This is such top-notch. How are you so good at this, Hallie? I love that, like, you <laughs> basically just inserted a little side arc of the main characters of, of like, high school, clone high school, or clone high in our campaign. It just works. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Is the weekend thing from the show? It might be. I can't tell if I made it up or if that was a plot in one of the episodes. I genuinely don't know. 
because like like I thought of it myself, but I was thinking like that might happen. So I genuinely can't remember. That sounds like such a. I'm yeah. choosing to believe that this is because Clone High was a formative piece of comedic media for Halley. So Halley is just perfectly in sync with the writing of Clone High. Like how people on Twitter can just write an episode of Seinfeld in tweets. And it's just, it's just exactly the same as, as an episode would be. God, I hope so. Anyway, hire Hallie for the reboot. Yeah, hire me to write the reboot of Clone High. I'm sure you're listening, Chris and Phil. 